Hey, hey, welcome, welcome to the Radical Early Retirement Podcast. This is the place where we work to better understand passive concepts, radical concepts, to get the most important resource for us. That's our time. And first off, just wanted to just give a mad big shout out to Vito M. Thanks, Vito. I really appreciate your kind words from uh, response to my last episode. You know, it was a pretty emotional one, and you shared your story with me. I was in tears. They were good tears, though, man. And I just want you to know it means a lot. I hope you're doing really well, my friend. So thank you again. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, getting a little teared up now. So let, let's get out of that and talk about uh, the important the importance of this episode, which is uh, we just hit bear market territory. Basically, we touched past past the twenty percent drop in the S and P five hundred recently. This is like a day or two ago. And we went from recent highs, which was a few months ago, to now negative 20.72%. And now we, we popped up a little bit more. I think we're at like negative 17 or 18 when I checked earlier today. But honestly, a correction is like 10%. A bear market is like a 20% drop. We're hovering in between those and teeter-tottering. So uh, there's a really good article that I put in the show notes that you need to look at. It's by Mar- Market Watch. It's a good read for anyone, but I will... Uh, I will summarize this and then we're going to talk a little bit about strategies to consider. Uh, this is not advice. Also bear that in mind. Uh, I'm never giving you financial professional advice. I'm just giving you kind of the playbook of strategies that some people think about and consider and what I'm doing. This is just for me. This is my risk. This is kind of my strategy and this is kind of the way that I view the markets and life, I guess you could say. So um, this is an open forum. Feel free, leave a message. We can always chat. I'm more than happy to, or if there's questions, that'd be awesome too. But let's talk about this here. Now, in this article, it is talking about a few things, but in average, a bear market will last about a year. All right. Now the tricky thing and the thing that kind of stinks is we got out of the bear market territory the next day after hitting it, or actually even the day of hitting it. But there is a strong, strong probability that we go lower from here. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know how much, but the probabilities are high that that is what's going to happen. And honestly, as I look at the overall macro environment, as you consider this in 2022, you know, interest rates, you can't do a lot other than raise them, which will slow down the economy and slow down the markets. Um, you can't do much in terms of printing money because that is going to increase inflation. Then we'll start paying $10 a gallon for gas, $20 a gallon for gas, right? Our food is going to go up. I mean, I looked at my receipts from last year versus now, and goodness me, in and out Burger from a year ago is now 40% higher. 35 I think, is what it was. But to be honest, who cares if it's 35 or 40%? That's insane, <laughs> right? Like, did you get a raise of 40% this year? If you didn't, we're all failing. Like, we're, we're not keeping up with inflation. Um, and I know that in a way you can say, oh, well, that's not true because this and that. But really, just think about it. Everything has gone up anywhere from that 20 to maybe 40 to 50% in pricing. And that is just being passed down to us. So everything's getting more expensive. So we realistically can't print more money. 
All right. So um, in that sense, and with a with China's lockdowns recently, with wars in Europe, <clears throat> um, with our supply chain just being crunched, in what way do we expect this economy to grow right now? Um, that is, I think, what the overall market is seeing, doing. That is kind of where I'm at. That's what I was saying about six to eight months ago, but this was even before a war was coming. This was actually with China defaulting. This was with uh, lockdown still being an issue, but also my biggest issue was with the Fed. And I still have issues with the Fed. I probably will for a little while. I just don't trust them. Um, but let's go back to this and just explain how this goes. So a bear market typically lasts about a year. Here we are, month five in 2022. Let's just assume maybe in the next couple months we might see a more significant drop and you know we're deep into bear market territory. Well, if you go out a year later, we're looking somewhere maybe mid-2023, 2024, who knows. Um, but that is something to consider and expect in terms of the typical data that we'd see from a bear market. Now, the drops are kind of all over the place. The average type of drop is about a 29 to 30% drop. The median is 27.1. And that is across every bear market in history since, well, since 1946, actually. So it's kind of after the uh, after World War II, basically, is the way I'd put it. We didn't factor in the Great Depression or anything along those lines. I think this would have skewed the numbers significantly. Now, if you consider that, that would basically be about 10% from where we're at now. Fine, that's fair. But this is, there are a few things to consider. The growth stock, say if you're looking at a growth company that isn't really safe on their revenue stream and earnings, you know things like, say, Apple, Tesla, uh, Microsoft, some of those companies are bigger. They might have a bigger cash cushion, which can be helpful, but they still reside in the same area as other companies, Coinbase, other tech companies that are out of Silicon Valley. Um, they don't have secure guaranteed profits, and that is where some issues may lie, and those are the stocks that get smacked even harder than, say, like a 29 or 30% correction. Um, we don't really know what will happen because... In the 2008 crash, we dropped about 56, 57%. In the 2000 crash, we dropped 49 to 50%. That's insane, <laughs> right? But if you really expand your timeline to 20 years, which is, you know, 20 years from the past, that is where we're looking good. You know, if you look at a chart, we're looking amazing compared to the 2000 to 2002 crash. And that is where I think it's hard for some people to better understand, like when you start seeing red in the portfolio, emotional responses happen. And that's where you need to really say to yourself, what do I do? And for everyone, there are different scenarios. There's different needs. Maybe you ended up trading or investing with money that you could not afford to lose. And that is always bad because it puts you in a crunch. It puts you in a corner and you have to make a move, right? Or someone who is knee deep, actually, let's say shoulders deep in margin, and they're just fully leveraged, that will go against you fast. And that can also put you in a corner. And instead of you having to make a move, your broker will sell your whole account uh, to cover themselves. So that's never fun. A margin call is not what you want, but don't feel bad if it happens. Just consider it a lesson 
and make sure you do not invest or trade with money you cannot afford to lose. This is a casino, <laughs> right? So think about that. And as we look at the, uh, this is what I find very interesting when I'm looking at the data. So in 2000 to 2002, that was actually the longest bear market we had in, in uh, since World War II. And that was 30 months. So that was two and a half years approximately, um, which is pretty long. I, I was living through that and I definitely remember that vividly. And I remember the emotional responses people had the negativity towards the overall economy. And it was very interesting, you know, to say the least. So the other one too would be the shortest bear market we had. And that was the most recent one, which is in 2020. <laughs> it was 1.1 months and we dropped 33.9%. Whereas the drop in 2000 to 2002 was 50%. All right. So um, that can be somewhat helpful. Maybe we have a range a min max to look at. Um, and the thing I think now you need to really check yourself on is what makes sense. Can I handle another 10, 20, 30% drop from where we're at right now in the S and P 500. And that might even mean deeper drops in existing single stocks if you own them. So you need to really be serious with yourself. You need to look at this and say, Hey, what amount of money can I afford to lose? What money do I actually need to have? And if you're someone who is maybe getting ready to retire soon, that is where you need to say to yourself, like there's, there's two scenarios to really play out. It's like, okay, I think a crash is coming and I feel like I definitely need this money. Um, at that point, you probably want to figure out something that is a safer move, meaning all cash or a percentage cash or you can move to bonds, which are starting to provide more yield. And typically they're safer. I will argue with you that I think volatility is everywhere. Um, so that is one situation where you never know, you know, if things are correcting like crazy, all markets will correct with them. Um, and then, so that's scenario one. Scenario two could be like, okay, I am getting ready to retire, but I'm flexible. And you could say to yourself, if say we see like a one year or two year bear market and I just roll with the punches, but I keep buying in and averaging into this market as it's dropping or as it's lower, that will now present me with potentially higher prices in the future. You know, you're making the assumption that five, six, seven years from now, we will be significantly higher in pricing than we are now. And if you are able to work a little bit extra, uh, maybe a year or two longer and kind of contribute to that uh, diligently and with discipline and very low emotion that will work out very, that, that has a very high likelihood to work out really well for you in the long term. All right. Now, if you're younger, this is interesting. You want, if you're younger, you want a correction. You want a just massive market correcting, just destroyer because it is very important that you get good, cheap prices. That is where wealth is built. All right. That is exactly how my wife built her wealth. That's like how I built my wealth over, you know, the past few crashes that we've had. And to be honest, we were waiting in 2020. We were, we were getting ready to pull the trigger on tons of properties. <laughs> like we were waiting for this crash to happen and it did, but it happened way too fast. Like you, 
you couldn't figure out that recovery and a lot of people weren't able to time that properly ourselves included and i guess we're patient so that's really nice right so <laughs> with that being said if you are a younger like there is nothing wrong with a market correction it is actually a godsend at times because now instead of you having to pay for a 600 800,000 house you might see that thing come on the market half the price instead of you having to invest in apple at three trillion dollars market cap this thing might get cut in half or a quarter of the value and now you're owning like a very very valuable company at such a low rate you know and they're going to keep producing new products they're going to keep coming out with new items and new sales strategies like you just get to sleep and work or do whatever you want and these guys are going to work for you you know what i mean so that's a way that i like to think about it I would love to see some more of these companies go on sale and that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Okay. So again, you have to balance these out. You have to really figure out what is within your threshold, what your risk tolerance is, where you're at. I would say that if I was in a certain position where I'm being squeezed, the first thing I would look at is, Hey, do I have any credit card debt? If so, I want to take care of that ASAP. You know, I don't want to get dip into like any retirement accounts but if you have like liquid stock brokerage accounts or something that you've been playing around with and trading or doing silly stuff and you're not feeling great about the market that's the first thing because if you pay off a credit card or any of your credit cards immediately it's like you just gain 17 percent right because usually they're at 17 20 25 percent interest rates that you're paying and that can really eat into um over the long term that can really eat into your your margins, and just uh, you kind of have this pressure that you're dealing with. So that's the biggest thing I would be looking at in situations like that. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I've got a lot more to say, but I don't want this to be like a two-hour recording. I think that's really tough. Um, however, I'll break this up, and in the next episodes, I'm going to talk about uh, some trades I'm making because I am actively shorting the market, but with very low allocation. And so I'll explain that, what that means. Um, and I want people to see like some real-time trades as well as the stocks I'm watching that I'm really, really interested in uh, and like slowly building positions in as they keep dropping in price. So the, that's important for maybe a couple episodes. And then I really want to finish out some of this Bitcoin and crypto um, intros because uh, I've also been actively... Uh, building back up my mining operation uh, after recently taking some profits. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but there's a lot to talk about in that relation. And again, it is not worth having to hijack you and hold you here for another hour or two. Okay. So I'll break those up and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Be good to yourself, be good to each other, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you.